0: Our gospel reading for this morning comes from Mark chapter 4. Jesus said, The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground, and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest has come. He also said, With what can I compare the kingdom of God, or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all the shrubs, and puts forth large branches, so that the birds of the air can make their nests in the shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them, As they were able to hear it, he did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. Grace and peace to you from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. On Thursday night, our daughter Ellie, along with other young adults from our church, including Allie DeMichael and Tom Cubitt and Mike Robinson, all graduated from Upper Dublin High School. Ellie is our first kid to graduate, and I'm not sure about other parents, but for me, it has been a surreal experience. Um, Some of you might remember a a movie called Father of the Bride with Steve Martin. And there's this one scene where his 20-something daughter has come home, and she's telling him that she is engaged and she's getting married. And as she is telling him, all he can see is this six-year-old version of his daughter just tall enough for her head to fit over the table, telling him that she's getting married. There were so many times this past week when I had a very similar experience, including many, many flashbacks to Ellie's preschool days. In addition to the pride and joy we felt this week, there was also the relief that we successfully raised a good human being. Although I know for many of you, that the work of parenting is never done no matter how old you or your kids are. And it made me think of our gospel reading, or maybe the gospel reading helped me to see it in this way, that over the last 18 years, we and other parents and family and friends who were gathered there in Cardinal Stadium, gloriously together, largely with no need for masks, had tossed out lots and lots of seeds. And we got to see in that very special moment, how many of them had taken root and sprouted and flowered into these people that we love and are so proud of. And on Tuesday, we will have our preschools moving on ceremony, and we will celebrate those same things with our preschool kids here at church and their families as their kids get ready to move up to kindergarten. And It's all kind of a miracle, really. I mean, I know how some of it happened, that we reached this point where our graduates who have become who they've become, but I don't know how the rest, and maybe most of it, happened. It's like the reading says, you cast the seeds and you don't know how, but they take root and they grow. And as Jesus says, well, that's God. (laughs) And thank God for that. And just so, in our gospel lesson, Jesus talks about how the kingdom of God is like a seed that is planted and grows in ways that are unknown and mysterious to the sower. He goes on to say that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, the smallest seed in all the earth, which when it grows becomes the greatest of all shrubs. The kingdom of God is this new reality, which is an accumulation of a gazillion small things— that improbably, impossibly grow into something amazing, far beyond our hopes and expectations, beyond our wildest dreams. I mean, how else could all this happen? How else would it work? Only by the goodness and grace of God. And thus, as Paul says in Second Corinthians, we walk by faith and not by sight. Our first reading from Ezekiel follows this theme. Jesus may have even had it in mind when he told these parables. Ezekiel was a prophet who lived at the time of Israel's exile in Babylon, and this passage is an image of hope for a people in exile. He says that God will take a sprig from the top of a lofty cedar tree, plant it on a high mountain, and that it will grow strong. The promise is that Israel, though exiled, will survive, take root, and thrive once again. It is a story about how faith and hope are passed down from one generation to another, as we see here today. Ezekiel's sprig is a beautiful image of holding together the old and the new, the past and the future. The sprig was the newest expression of an ancient tree. It had all of that tree's DNA woven into its cells, and it is set down in a new place for a new time. And again, God ensures its growth. We see here that God takes the best of our past and grafts it into our present for the sake of our future. And Ezekiel says that when you see something like that happen, like a sprig taking root, you know that it is the Lord. The sprig, the tree, the growth are testament to the goodness and mercy of God. And we're seeing this even now with our new vegetable garden at the top of the hill. With this warm and wet weather, the plants are growing furiously, so much so that we needed to add bigger tomato plant cages. We assembled the raised beds, we put up the fence, and we planted the seeds. But God gives the growth, and all those veggies will go to local food pantries. Most of the time when we hear these readings... We think and talk about how a little seed, Jesus says the smallest seed, can grow into something strong and substantial, and it's a beautiful metaphor for our faith. How in the eyes of faith, small things become big things. How we never quite know what will take root in us or in others. These stories encourage us to abundantly sow seeds in the world and entrust them to God, not to hold back or prejudge what may happen. And they invite us this morning to reflect on the seeds that have taken root in us and give thanks for those who have formed us and shaped us through their generosity and love. But the thing I actually love best about this well-known and well-loved parable and the Ezekiel reading is how this tiny mustard seed becomes not just a bush or a sprig becomes a great cedar for their own sake— but how they become a home for others, how they become bird sanctuaries. Jesus says that the mustard seed puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. And the great cedar in Ezekiel, under it every kind of bird will live. In the shade of its branches will nest-winged creatures of every kind live. This is the purpose that it's not to grow for its own sake, either for the bush or the tree, but to grow big and wide enough so that all of the birds of every kind can find home, shelter, protection, and sanctuary. This tiny mustard seed becomes not just a bush. The sprig becomes not just a cedar, but they create a home, a sanctuary for us and others to land and to rest, to find shelter and protection, to heal and to live, and to offer that same experience to others. Just in the last two weeks here at church, we've had two baptisms, one baby and one teenager. We confirmed 16 students who affirmed their baptisms last week. Today we celebrate First Communion for our nine kiddos and their families. Yesterday, I officiated a wedding with two soon-to-be members down at Valley Green Inn, and people have volunteered for various leadership roles around the church. There is room and a place for everyone of every age, Ezekiel says, and every kind to live and love and thrive here. And it's one of the things that we love to do the most, to welcome people and help them experience the same love and joy that we ourselves feel in being part of this community. It is one of the things we've experienced in a new way in having had to be church online during the pandemic. We've had to learn how to welcome people more from around the country and around the world through live streams and Zooms, our website and social media, YouTube and podcasts. We did it simply because we had to do it but we have grown in terms of how and who we welcome, who belongs, how we connect and grow together, and it's been a blessing. And over the coming year, we're going to be on a journey together called Reconciling in Christ, where we learn how to welcome and support LGBTQIA plus members, their families, and our youth, and let our neighbors know that they have a place here in our faith community something that requires an affirmative welcome because they have been excluded and religion has been used to do such great harm. And I think it will be a blessing for us in learning how to widen our welcome and be even more welcoming than we are now. And I am sure that we will discover new opportunities to welcome even more people and in even more ways. The purpose of all the planting and watering and the growth is to create a protective shelter and a loving sanctuary where we can all be safe, where we can all grow and thrive and discover and share the gifts that have been instilled in them for the sake of our neighbors and the world God made. So that more and more people may know the love of God and that, as Paul says, if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. And so, may God help us to be generous sowers of seeds and grateful receivers of the gifts that we have been given. May God help us to recognize the beautiful sacred mysteries that are at the heart of life. May God strengthen us to trust that God is God and we are not, and entrust the things that we cannot control or understand to God's care. May we be blessed with epiphany moments when we can see how even the smallest of seeds grow into more than we could ask or imagine. May we find more and more ways to say both thank you and welcome. Amen.